1: what's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Fingers on the Old Buzzers. Is that the new name? That's what I'm going to
1: call it. Well, well, we we are going to be talking about old quizzes. So... Fingers yes. on your old buzzers. Old yeah, do y- it. The buzzers of the nineteen forties. Oh I can I can imagine them more sort of a bell.
0: It was probably be a bell, yeah, wasn't a it? Buzzer. Or just a polite gentlemanly cough. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I'd like to answer a question. The please. raise of the hand. Yes. So if you're a lady you're allowed to show a small amount of ankle, which would Yeah, and then the male contestant would do that. And then they'd let the man answer because women weren't allowed to speak. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's <laughs> that's to come. The history of quizzing. We were talking about the 1940s. We've got some cracking old guests today, haven't we, Jen?
1: From the 1940s. Not from the 19. 19-
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've dug up a few, uh, a few of the quiz hosts of the 1940s. No, we haven't. We've got some a modern day quiz host. Ooh. We've got Alan Leach, who used to be in the popular music combo Shed Seven, uh, a drummer. You know, and people say drummers are thick. Mm. Well, not Alan. He's he's running quizzes and uh, he's going to tell us all about that. And Alan is taking a show, well, a show and quiz Ooh. up to the Edinburgh Festival. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And we will also be talking to Michael Payne.
1: That's a name, that is. Well, another
0: musician-turned-quizzer. Oh. So his pain, his world of pain is now quizzing, as it is for all of us. It can be a world of pain. It can be painful. Uh, And Michael Payne is uh, a rapper, DJ on FUBAR Radio, and now keen quizzer. So we're going to chat to him about his conversion from music to quiz as well. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, let's go on with it then. Okay, now it's time to do a Kylie and step back in time. Ooh. So we set up last week that we were going to talk about the history of quizzing, and we are going to start right at the very beginning. Well, the history of broadcast quizzing. Yes, this
1: is. yeah, we've been quizzing for you know longer than that, as, as long as there have been rainy days is, where yep. where people just <laughs> sat around inside their cave very little to do. To
0: prove that they were smarter than the next cave person. Yes. Going, ugh, is mammoth A? <laughs> <laughs> Hairy, B, woolly, or C, shaggy? Uh, something that might have been a, a prehistoric quiz question.
1: B, they would be being able to tell the difference between different rocks. That's right. Minerals and... Yeah, cool. animal skins. I once got uh, got quizzed on animal skins. Did you? Uh, it was 1994. Uh, I was 12, and we'd gone over to the US, and we'd gone to one of these sort of model village kind of things, mm-hmm. and we were being shown around by this guy who, you know, has, as Americans can be, was very chirpy, mm-hmm. and he kept throwing things in to try and catch me off guard. So being a, a 12-year-old English girl, when he said... Uh As was said by George Washington, our second president, mm-hmm. and looked right at me and I was like, "Tell me more, what What did he say?" <laughs> he was expecting me to jump in and go, "Well, I think you'll find." George uh... Washington was our first president um, and then at one point, uh we went round sort of it was a Native American display with some animal pelts on a on a like a washing line. Ah. And he was astonished that I couldn't tell what animal each of them was. Oh like, is this something they learn in, in school in America? Yes. <laughs> Identifying animal pelts. Pelt identification. Yeah he was he was utterly astonished that I didn't no, know George yeah. Washington was the first president. And that
0: you And didn't... that I
1: didn't know animal pelts. I mean now I'm like, Oh I should have known the George Washington thing. Yes. But I wasn't expecting to be tested on no, history when I was on holiday.
0: God, well, maybe that gave you, maybe that was part of the impetus for you becoming so good at quizzing, you know, just yeah. to prove that Just prove American that one tall guy wrong. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, I anyway, interrupted pelt. you there with no, my animal was, pelt quiz I'm, I'm, reference. You know, I'm
0: very, we might have to do that. Let, I'm looking at Amanda, the producer. Let's do a pelt quiz. Sure. It's very visual, but we'll we'll make it work somehow. <laughs> we'll put it on
4: Insta. Yeah, yeah, lovely. We'll
0: do that. That'll be on our Insta. I didn't even know we had an Insta. But we we have apparently. Oh, we have. we'll set one up. We, we we'll need up. an Insta. So the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the golden age of radio in both the states and in the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, we're well, you know, 20s and 30s. Radio becomes the big thing, and quizzing hits the airwaves. So the first American radio quizzes were things like Doctor IQ right aka the mental banker <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't call a show that now would you the mental banker um so it's remembered as radio's first major quiz show uh, and it popularized the catchphrase i have a lady in the balcony doctor <laughs> <laughs> you are in, just... you're making all of this up <laughs> It was, you know, it's American as well. I have a lady <laughs> in the balcony, doctor. Um, so, Doctor IQ uh, was, uh, it, it was. They took the show to big theaters around America, mm-hmm. and the Quizmaster. Doctor IQ, who Lou Valentine was the first one, Jimmy McLean, Stanley Vainrib, um, various presenters would go around the country and they had a glamorous assistant who would go into the theatre and find audience members who were willing to play the game and when they found someone they would say... I have a gentleman in the balcony, Doctor, or something like that. It's um, a terrible
1: euphemism for something. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I can't work I'll, out what. I've had a gentleman in the balcony more than hey. once. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so then they would say, uh, okay, two silver dollars and a box of Mars Bars, if you can answer this, right? I'm reading this. Mars Bars was one of the sponsors. And then they would give them a question, and a correct answer would win some money and some candy. Uh, and then, if you didn't get the answer right, then you would get a one dollar consolation prize. You got evicted from the theatre. <laughs> you get chucked off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lady off the balcony, and then there would there would be the lady in the balcony was a feature where a female contestant in the theatre balcony was asked a series of five questions. She would be allowed five incorrect answers. If What? If she she had any misses still available after five questions, she would return the following week to face five more questions with the remaining misses in play. If she was able to survive four weeks without incorrectly answering five questions, she won a jackpot prize. Ah. So that was a big hit on American radio, transferred to TV, and so that was the first sort of radio quiz. TV quiz-wise, the first national one in America was called the CBS Television Quiz, and I'll tell you a bit about that.
1: It does what it says on the tin, I'm guessing. Yeah, see. I mean, it yeah, was basically,
0: yeah. it was hosted by a man called Jill Fates, and it had a woman called Frances Buss as the scorekeeper, and um, she was a sort of glamorous assistant, she yeah. was the kind of, the original glamorous assistant, yeah. <clears throat> but she then went on to be the first female television director. Really, yeah. well, long, good, good for her, and distinguished career. And this, obviously, the CBS television quiz is now lost in the mists of time. These things went out
1: live, didn't yes. they? Yes. Yeah.
0: So we don't know that much about it. But the one thing we do know about the format is it. It's they would give the contestants the answers and require the contestant to give them the answer. The oh, that questions. sounds familiar. It sounds a little familiar. And um, it says on the Wikipedia page about this, it says uh, Merv Griffin was a teenager in San Francisco at the time, so it's unlikely he was aware of it, although his future wife, Julanne, may have seen it. And according to Merv Griffin, she was the one who originally suggested the format of Jeopardy to him so this you know the spirit of cbs television quiz may live on yeah. but so that was in america so uh, quizzing became a popular national pastime and there are some great examples from the 40s uh, things like you bet your life yeah. with groucho marx oh, yeah. amazing which there's so much of that still available to watch and listen to i mean obviously the ra- the radio version you can download some the tv version that they made later YouTube. You can see loads of that on YouTube, and there's some lovely bits of comedy business. And I think that kind of established the idea of having a host with personality, because until then the host was a you know very functional yeah a conduit quiz for the questions exactly. Yeah. But you know, Groucho made people think, oh, hang on, maybe there's something in making it a bit more showbiz. Um, and in Britain, we were not far behind our American cousins. Of course not. So the history of quizzing in the forties in Britain, um, we had uh, something called Quiz with Hail. And it was Mr. Lionel Hale.
1: Ah, yes. Who, I, I was thinking it was weather. weather it was a weather. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> what more British, though? Exactly. What more British, though? While it
0: hails, the contestants have to answer as they dodge golf ball sized uh, hailstones. <laughs> um, that was, um, well, I've got an entry from the 1946 Radio Times from the wonderful, you know, the BBC Genome. Project, yes, which is we great. Can where you dig can so see much. loads up. of old, the old Radio Times entry for this from 1946 um says that you should play along at home, so you, you could download uh, a little answer sheet. Not download, download it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you could cut it out of your copy of the Radio Times. I'm the guessing the way we used to download. That was, that was downloading <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you could download from your with your scissors you downloaded um a a, a little play along sheet and uh, in, in what you'd get you'd get one for a brave try two for a near miss or three for a bullseye. but unfortunately none of the questions exist from Aww. that because it, again as with all these things lost in the mists <clears throat> lost in the mists of time but on the radio in the 40s in Britain in 1947 Something began, which we still have to this day, which is the Round Britain Quiz. That's been going that long. I knew it was it was
1: around a long time, but I I thought it was more of a fifties thing. It's forties. Yes,
0: it was nineteen forty-seven
1: was the first one.
0: It was still
1: incomprehensible.
0: I know. Well, now. Right. You think it's incomprehensible now. So the Round Britain quiz, which we all know and love on Radio 4 now, it was based on the Transatlantic quiz. So they'd had a bit of success earlier in the 40s with the Transatlantic quiz, which was where they had one contestant in London with Lionel Hale, yeah. of whom we have spoken, and the other one was in New York with Alistair Cook, and they would compete head-to-head. Fantastic. Um So this had gone well, and then they decided... To in 1947, they thought, well, we'll do a sort of British mm. version of this. We'll have people from around the country. So, the Round Britain quiz started in 1947. And I think, uh, and it's the, it's the oldest quiz shows, you know, still being broadcast mm-hmm. today. And I find the Round Britain quiz often quite challenging. But I um, listened to some of the older. Episodes, and I watched. There's some uh, on YouTube again. You can find sort of episodes from the 80s. And uh, going back through the history of the Round Britain Quiz, oh my goodness! Right, some of the questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna test you out. Okay. Now, the Round Britain Quiz. For anyone who hasn't listened to it, they have two teams from different parts of the country posing each other, and the questions are they kind of ask a question to which there are a few parts. Mm. And you have to decipher it, basically. Yeah. So I'll give it's, you It's this a one. puzzle as much as it is a <clears throat> quiz. It is. It is. Okay. So, this was a question from the Round Britain Quiz in Days of Yore. Why might you be forgiven for thinking that Flopsy Bunny and Mrs. Tiggywinkle were born from an unassuaged passion for imperial preference? Mm-hmm. I mean, guys... If you're still with us, imperial, imperial, oh. imperial preference, yeah. Why might you be forgiven for thinking that Flopsy Bunny and Mrs Tiggy Winkle were born from an unassuaged passion for imperial preference? Now, is there anything? I mean, there's there's something in that question well, that you got can f- grip Flopsy onto. Flopsy
1: Bunny and Mrs, Mrs. Tiggy Winkle are animal characters from Beatrix Potter. Yes. So, so Be Be a, Be a, No. Beatrix, is that going to be? I a know. I'm just going to tell you the. Go rest on, please. Because do. I suspect that i going uh, could be, here all be- so day.
0: Beatrix <laughs> Potter was responsible for creating Flopsy Bunny and Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Winkle. Beatrice Potter, right? So you might be forgiven for thinking that oh, Beatrix right. Potter oh. was Beatrice Potter. Beatrice Potter, um, who later became Beatrice Webb, uh, had an unassuaged passion for a politician uh, called Joseph Chamberlain, who was a cabinet minister in Gladstone's second government. Of course. Um, uh, Yeah, I I preferred his earlier (laughs) one. Yeah. So (laughs) the two of them had a relationship uh, in the late 1800s, but he would not accept her need for independence as a woman, and after four years of storm and stress, their relationship failed. So she married uh, Sydney Webb, in eighteen ninety two but Joseph Chamberlain, her unassuaged passion, was one of the architects of the imperial preference, which was a system of reciprocally enacted tariffs or free trade agreements between the dominions and colonies of the British Empire.
1: yeah, yeah he was yeah, so yeah,
0: very I straightforward amanda's actually she's developed some sort of stress My migraine. Brain <gross>. But yeah, so that I mean, just thank the Lord that we don't live in the nineteen forties.
1: I, I would say, for mean, I so mean so that did reasons. have sort of shades of three, two, one. I can see, <laughs> yes. I can see where Dusty Bing got it. But yes, <laughs> the, yeah,
0: that kind of baffling quizzing was what was going on in yeah. the nineteen forties. Well,
1: everyone needed a little bit of baffling in the forties because there are, you know, there's a lot post-war. Yeah. That was a baffling time. Yes, yes, yes. They needed something to continue, the... <laughs> something to make them even more confused yeah, than the... try
0: to rebuild their shattered <laughs> homes. So yeah, so that's uh, that was some some highlights of the 1940s yeah. in our history of quiz. Um, um, next week we should be talking about the 1950s, which Ooh. obviously brings
1: scandal. Money comes into it, and yes. when money comes into quizzing. It's, it's always Cheating ain't far
0: behind. When money comes in, then foul play invariably follows. So uh, that will be next week on our History of Quiz. So with us on the line now, we are delighted to have the one and only Michael Payne. Michael, are you there?
3: I am, yeah. How's it going?
0: Really, really good. And we were excited to speak to you because you're a fairly recent convert to the joy of quiz, I believe.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um... I kind of, uh yeah. Relatively recently, I think it's been we we had a we had a kind of a, a phase that lasted about a year, I think, where we were going religiously. My team, mm-hmm.
0: um,
3: but before that, I'd been to a to a one or two.
0: Yeah. So you basically are a a musician, a rapper by trade. Is this correct? Yeah. yeah. And um, and so quiz wasn't a part of your life when you were growing up, particularly.
3: Um. Yeah, it was, you know, like uh, on on telly. Ah. Yeah, on telly, you can't help being interactive, can yeah. you? You know oh, what I mean? Tell Screaming me about. At it. the telly, <laughs> yes. for me, it came more because of quizzes than any sport.
0: Oh really? Or any drama? Yeah. it's a mind sport. Yeah, well, it is a sport. Yes, we we consider it to be a sport. Obviously, <laughs> what well, I do
3: now, you converted me.
0: What um, era of quizzing are we talking? So, how old are you, Michael?
3: so i'm thirty five so you know I've seen various episodes of mastermind yeah um,
0: I mean uh, I guess I suppose you know the chase is is something that you very much enjoy
3: yeah, do you know what when I can catch the chase, I do love it yeah, do you know what my favorite at the moment is mm. um it's got to be
1: pointless. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> well, right off you.
0: Yeah, no, Jenny, Jenny uh, is, she has a downer on pointless. I've been on pointless twice, Michael, and I love it. So I think
3: it's brilliant. not get of that, show.
0: Well, have you done it yet?
3: No, not yet. I Um, I like the fact that you said
0: yet. Yeah, you will. You will be doing it. Well, if I see I have been through two partners already. I'm like it's like Elizabeth Taylor with husbands (laughs) or Jennifer Lopez. I get through a lot of men and uh, so I'm going to need another. They like it to be a man and a woman. So next time when I beg them to have me back on, I'll say I know who Mm. I want (laughs) as my partner. I want a young Michael. Young Michael It'd
3: be an honor and a privilege, and I'll even change my name to young Michael just for the <laughs> <case>. <laughs> that's
0: how I shall refer to you throughout young michael um, so you've so you watching the t v quizzes and uh, kind of and then doing your music thing, doing your rap thing, and then um, it was Foo Bar radio was instrumental in your introduction to quizzing, wasn't it? most
3: definitely, most definitely, I think. Natalie and I who's N- Natalie's a really close friend of mine through radio but she's also my producer she's the head of production on Fubar Radio Marvelous and woman. we have never, say, never
0: been known to drink I should point that out about her she's a very sober sensible individual
3: <laughs> uh, not produ- so much drink as inhale yeah well exactly yes
0: she, she, she can <laughs> inhale a bottle of wine you look once it's like a magic trick you look, look, look once look away it's gone anyway but yes the, the wonderful Natalie um, yeah, your producer got, like
3: I wouldn't call it a competitive nature, we bounce off each other mm. when it comes to uh, acquiring knowledge and, and also just kind of spewing facts, <laughs> if yes. you like. And I don't know, there's something about both of us that um, I think we've both got this uh, similar, this constant pursuit uh, of knowledge, basically. Yep. And um, uh, but then also the kind of de- the desire to have somewhere, a safe space, if you like, to kind of display that knowledge once you've acquired it. Mm. And uh, if you don't want to seem like a, you know, a know-it-all in, in just like a, a, a standard social setting, just mm-hmm. spewing out these worthless facts, the yep. best the best thing to do is go to a pub quiz.
0: You know it. You know it. This is exactly the journey that we've all been on. It's oh, nice yeah. to, you mm. know, it's nice to meet someone who is at the beginning of that journey of just realising how you can show off legitimately. <laughs> yes, it's, great. it's great, isn't it? <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: So Chili Beers is, let's give them a plug. Why not? Uh, there's Absolutely. a bar called Chili Beers yeah. and they do well, a they quiz. they used
3: to be called Chili Beers. Interesting fact, since we're talking oh, about Oh, here it. we hey, go. Hey. Lovely. Lovely. Here um, we go. It's a fact. They're, the, they're called the depot now oh okay yeah okay. so they no longer go, trade under the name shilly um uh, they're, they're they're known as the depot now mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and uh so are you still so you're attending this as regularly as you can this quiz are you well,
3: uh, unfortunately not so gary who was the quiz master and like a good friend of all of us, sounds like sounds like i'm about to say you passed away yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm
1: stealing myself some bad bad news here
3: no, he he um, he. I think he moved on and and start and started doing the quiz elsewhere, and it wasn't his. It, it was like sort of situations out of his control,
0: basically. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So, have you found a new quizzing home yet, or are you still not on yet? No. Well, now, listen, still,
1: still Michael,
0: this is something we can totally help you help you with. So, okay. um, this is in the North London, the Caledonian Road area, isn't it? Would you like to stay in that kind of region for your quiz?
3: Yeah, that would be nice. Um, purely because that's where food bar is based. So yeah. we all kind of meet up, okay. and We and we go there. But if it's not on a Wednesday, then sort of anywhere in the Hackney Islington areas. Is
0: okay. Me. So now our avid listeners in the area, um, they will be able to help you out. In fact, I know the swimmer which is on the Holloway, or just behind the Holloway Road, used to have an excellent pub quiz run by a man called Phil Nice. So I shall check that one out for you. But our listeners, I'm sure, will be able to make suggestions. And even if you don't live in the London area, um, if you have any thoughts about starting out on your quiz journey, about, you know, when people are newish to quizzing, how... They should proceed, you know, what
1: Quiz etiquette. Quiz etiquette.
0: (laughs) Have you found now this is an interesting one Mm. that Jenny's raised here. What what have you learnt about quizzing from that point of view? Like, you know, did you when you first started were you tempted to shout out answers or cheat? No,
3: no, not at all. Do you know what? I think watching quizzes on TV, watching some of the great British quizzes Mm -hmm. has really, really taught me quiz etiquette. It mm-hmm. really has I think you know being a good sports person mm-hmm. um being gracious in in defeat um like and just 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 being polite really isn't it it's are it, just there to kind of answer questions effectively, mm-hmm. and hooliganism is just the two things they don't really marry that quiz well.
1: hooligans <laughs>
3: yeah
1: quiz hooligans. Those, those they're, they're terrible terrible banned from all pub quizzes the they're quiz the hooligan. hooliganism yeah.
0: of the 80s the pub quizzes of the 80s it was a, it <laughs> was a dark time yeah. for quiz yeah I was in a firm <laughs> But I've gone straight now. I'll be writing a book about it, my days of quiz hooliganism in the 80s. Um, but, uh, well, but also, I suppose, being from a rap background, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, rappers, notoriously very shy, self-effacing, mm. modest. Um, uh, but, you know, it's a, it feels to me like a different skill set. But is there any crossover between the skills you need for rap and the skills you need Absolutely. for quiz?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Punchlines are... Tons, but a lot of the time they're, they're based on facts mm. as well. You know, you, I think to be a decent MC, to be a good MC, well, you know, it's all subjective. So to be the kind of MC that I respect, that I rate, I think that you kind of need to do some research. Uh, mm. you, you have to have, uh, I think, knowledge on, like, cultural references at the very least, mm. you know. Um, general knowledge, you know, is, I think is a good tool to possess if you're going to be a decent MC. Yeah. So, I think that I, I genuinely think that my my sort of constant search of knowledge mm. um, is is one of the reasons that I love being an MC. It's just like being it's just like a pub quiz, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you know? they're, they're informing one another. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Except no one's asking you questions. You're just kind of volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> this random information in the, through the medium of rap
0: i love the idea that you i mean what are your best quiz subjects so if you're in the pub quiz and a subject mm. comes up what's your dream you
3: subject? know because because i do because like i'd say natalie and i are like we're like we're like thierry omri dennis Burkamp. <laughs> you, know? uh, you get that
1: reference though definitely. Yeah. I know. I know. Definitely. Yeah. That's all yeah, not, not exactly I'm Lisa's topic. Of,
3: you know, we're, we're, we're a dynamic <laughs> duo, you know. And mm. I genuinely, when if Natalie's around, if both of us are around, and we get music, we're owning it. Yeah. Okay. We're owning it. And and I'm I'm not gonna lie. That like Natalie is like my secret weapon in on on a on a quiz team.
0: Yeah, well, maybe if you could get her to do some rapping as well, I'd be I'd <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd right. pay good money to see that because you've you know you've done the quizzing thing, so get her to uh, to MC for a bit. That'd be amazing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. Do you know what, Do you know what, secretly one of my favourite aspects of uh, pub quizzes as well? Go on. Them. N- naming the team. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's an you know art. I mean? That's, an, that's <laughs> an underrated like right. I think associated with with yes. uh, pub quizzes now. I. Naming the team is so special.
0: Too right. Too right it is. Do you go for a pun or do you, you know... Absolutely
3: do you, go for puns, yeah. Have
0: you got any... Uh, what have your team names been in the
3: past? Well, they've all been... Uh, they've all had quiz as the first syllable, so just plays mm. on quiz. So, quiz to the... Quiz to the Reeve. Yeah. Uh, obviously, quizzy rascal. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, just anything with, yes. with, with where you could... Basically, anything... Just, just changing it, just changing Chris to Quiz.
0: Yeah, do you know or, what? I or... mean, it's a classic. It's a classic for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you were born to quiz, to be honest, Michael. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think so. I hope so.
0: You love a pun, you love displaying the knowledge. You've got it all going on. And, uh, well, we look forward to following your your quizzing journey and we hopefully one day we'll check back in with you and we will definitely be gathering suggestions from our listeners about recommendations places recommendations of where you continue quizzing yeah, yeah absolutely Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you
3: Likewise the pleasure was all mine honestly Thank
2: you
0: so much for coming on to our show thank you Michael awesome.
3: thank you <laughs>
5: fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com
0: it is time for our listener quiz listener
1: quiz the
0: steve diaper listener quiz it's from steve diaper this week
1: nice yeah got his own jingle (laughs) he
0: did steve diaper um, <laughs> in the afternoon <laughs> so Steve's quiz um, I know nothing about it producer Amanda is about to spring it on us what's, mm. what has Steve gone for what's his angle?
4: Well Steve thought he would consider an easy one for Lucy I don't know what he could possibly mean uh, by like that. I need it thanks, thanks Steve. Steve but then he thought that wasn't in the spirit of the game quite right too yes. Steve so it's a multiple choice quiz based around football and shared names.
0: Oh. oh, okay. Steve. 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 No. Oh, Steve. From thinking, oh, I'll do a nice easy one for Lucy, which, you know, a bit patronising, but I would have preferred <laughs> that
4: than football. I... Have, as per usual, as you guys know, often the first time I've actually read any of the quiz is when I'm doing this. So I'm glancing at it now. And um, let it be
0: said that we (laughs) overprepared. There's nothing I hate more than a podcast that seems too slick. I'm going to make a
1: suggestion. If it's multiple choice, Mm -hmm. why don't we write down our answers and reveal them to.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, are you
4: guys ready? I'm ready. Right, here we go. Question number one. Which two countries have professional teams called Arsenal? Is it A, England and Argentina, B, England and Canada, or C, England and Germany?
0: Oh, Oh, I like that. I'm going with my head, but I feel I should have gone with my heart.
1: I'm I'm going with, uh, I guess.
0: Okay. right... I'm going I've gone for B. I've gone for C. Neither of you are right. <laughs> <laughs> my heart was with Argentina, oh, and don't I cry. should have gone there. No. Yeah, well, do you know, my gut instinct was I just went, oh, it must be. But then when um, Canada came up, well, I thought, well, an, you know, Arsenal is the mm. name of a thing in English, and you know, anyway, anyway, I we, just thought
1: it might have been a tribute to you know. But obviously, the maybe, well, possibly the one in Argentina is a tribute to. Arsenal mm. our Arsenal oh, who knows oh, the we'll Gooners or whatever I
0: don't know I'm not, I, I don't do football
4: as you know right well more football then <laughs> which expatriated team from a micro is the only one from a country rather than a principality is it A San Marino Calcio in Italy's Serra D is it B Monaco in France's Liga 1 or is it C Andorra CF in Spain's Tercera?
0: God, you know, What's I've got, the question I've, again? I've understood nothing of this at what, so all. It's you're going to make a, me read
4: the question again. Yeah, just the question, not the options. There <sighs> we Let's go. go Blimey, Steve. Which expatriated team from a microstate is the only one from a country rather than a principality?
0: Oh, my God. So, which is basically which of those is a country, not a principality, isn't it? Um, yes. So, uh, I'm going for. I've forgotten the options, but I think that's the one that I mean. <laughs> What's that, Jenny? I've gone a B. I've
1: gone Monaco. B, as well as
0: oh, it's Monica.
4: A again. No. Um, Where's San yeah. Marino. Is it? It's the only country, according no. to Steve.
1: No, 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 but Monaco is definitely a country yeah do you know what we might need it's to also have to, yeah it, which okay, happens the Dur- to have royalty but it's a country it's not a
4: we need adjudication
0: on
1: yeah, this it's one a don't we next week Andorra, we is, Andorra is it's like um. it's ruled co-ruled by France and Spain so it is kind of but mm, mm, um, I'm gonna
4: in that case disregard that question so we'll, we'll look into it we're gonna we'll look, look get, into it we
0: all
1: get points we'll have a steward's <laughs> inquiry
0: that question's gonna be taken out and, and mercifully disposed of yeah So Um, we
4: have three questions left, um, so it's basically the best of three then. Best of three, okay, let's do it. uh, Which of these football figures has a football team named after them? Is it A, Arsene Wenger, B, Jomo Sono, (laughs) is it C, George Weyer?
0: Oh, I've changed, I've changed, I've changed my mind.
4: I've
0: changed my mind, I went from I did put B and I've now put C
1: I've put C as well mm, I put B because we because like I George have, Oh, Weir. Lucy you were right the first oh, time no this has been a disaster I was going to go because George is, um he was elected president that's of Liberia right. That's, that's right that's amazing was it Liberia? yeah I think it is, yeah. I think it um, is. which is amazing for mm. footballer to, to world leader yeah so why wouldn't he have a football club named after him? Yeah, maybe by the time this goes out,
0: I'll start one. He, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the George Weiss eleven. Okay, so best of two. Best
4: of two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to struggle with the pronunciation of the first option here. Charlie. Which of these football clubs most recently incorporated a women's section? Is it A. Borussia Dortmund or B. Real Madrid or C. Barcelona?
1: Ooh. Barussia Dortmund. Dortmund, Real Madrid, or Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, I mean, um, God, no. so I'm going to go. I've gone for that one. No, um, I've gone for that one. There we are. Yeah, this is another guess. This I've gone to B. I've gone to C. Lucy, you're correct. Hey, oh, goodness for that. Somebody gave a correct answer. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm. I, you know, I'm, I'm so into women's football.
4: Well, I think we all are now, aren't oh, we? Yes, we are. Um, so I'm into Megan Rapinoe everybody should be
0: everybody should yeah. be that's all I know about women's football but she's very good
4: I'm really hoping you don't get this one right Jenny because otherwise we have no clear pressure. winner we have no clear winner otherwise so um,
1: which <laughs> it's <laughs> nice when the Questmaster's rooting again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> cheers so I just want there to be a winner every week. And, and I, I, this
1: I want Lucy to win yeah. as well. And there's yeah, no way
4: right. there's no way that I can come up with a tiebreaker question. <laughs> I could barely read these ones. <laughs> <laughs> right, final question from Steve. Which of these older football slash younger football pairs are father and son? Oh. Is it A, Nigel and Zach Clough, B, Chris and John Sutton, or C, Steve and Alex Bruce? Wow. Um, Ooh.
1: Ooh. Ooh. So, say again, please.
4: So, uh, A, Nigel and Zach Clough, B, Chris and John Sutton, or C, Steve and Alex Bruce?
0: Mm. um I think I've got no confidence in my answer, but I have gone for.
4: Okay, and Jenny?
0: I've gone to
1: C. Jenny, it's a tiebreaker. Oh, you are correct. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was one that I could work out. So I knew I, that Zach Clough Zach used to play for Bolton Wanderers, and he came through our academy. So he's definitely not he's Nigel Clough. So.
0: Part of that. I see. I put A because I thought the Clough dynasty I would love it, the it dynasty just, it
1: just no. extends
0: and extends but no so Steve Bruce was that the right It's Steve, Steve Bruce's Bruce. lad
1: uh, uh, our uh, 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 Steve's lad Steve's doing so well he's
0: done well Steve's lad hasn't he oh. often, often it's difficult being in the shadow of a famous father right good luck Amanda so the <laughs> tie break <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get back to you on that yeah <laughs> okay honourable draw honourable uh, draw yeah we we suffered and we were, well I think let's find out so what did we put oh we both got the same answer though for um, the principality question, yeah didn't we, say, we, were, we were bamboozled we by the question out, we still won't it still won't separate yeah. us I'm going to say thank you Steve cheers Steve my heart's not in it my heart was with Argentina in the first question if I'd well, gone yeah. with that I would have been fine, but uh, it's, I tell you what, Steve, I'm sure our listeners will have derived a great amount of pleasure Absolutely. from that quiz, because people do uh, bafflingly mm. like football. Jenny likes it, <laughs> no idea. Um, so, yes, thank you. It's a, it was a good quiz, if a little baffling, and we will come back to everyone with the, the rationale behind that Monaco, Andorra and San Marino question. Thank you very much. The Steve Diper listener quiz is over. It was baffling. <laughs> With us now, we are very excited to have a musician turned quiz, what, well, quiz facilitator, entrepreneur quiz m- entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. It is the one and only Mr. Alan Leach. Alan. Excellent. Lovely to speak to you. Thank you very much for talking to us. Um, now, people may know you, of course, as the drummer in pop sensation Shed 7. Oh, my God. That's the right. times that I have danced and enjoyed your music and your drumming. You were the beat that drove a lot of my student days.
6: Excellent. Yeah, well, uh, I, I wasn't sure whether you were going to be... Uh, aware of shed seven that's good to know at least that's a that's a bit of a head start
1: he who isn't aware of shed seven i need to
6: find these people yeah they them down they are
1: missing out so
0: perhaps
6: i'm just perhaps i'm just being modest you are you are yeah.
0: which is a nice quality it's good so but you are now and and i believe shed seven actually um you still do stuff together
6: right or you've you've yeah we're been... going we, we we kind of broke up about um In the late 2000s for four years, then we got back together and, yeah, it's going good. We've got our biggest tour ever this December. We're doing um, our first arena, which will be... Leeds Arena, and two nights at Brixton Academy. And all of a sudden, I'm not being modest anymore. <laughs>
0: no, but that's amazing. Well, I shall be along to Brixton Academy, one of my favourite venues. So uh, I shall excellent, look excellent forward regret. to that. So alongside that, alongside the pop career, you've also started something else, which is speed quizzing. Tell mm. us all about that, please.
6: Um, well, that started as a hobby, kind of in that time what I spoke of where the bands spoke, and I didn't really know what I was going to do. And it, it kind of started as a hobby, um, because I was a, a big fan of going to quizzes, more so music quizzes than general knowledge, but I did have a, I did have a go at the general knowledge. Um, and it was just around about the time people were starting to use the phones to cheat. More so, more phone-a-friend and It was kind of probably... Texts was only just becoming... So it was long before people were Googling on the phone, but it was happening, and it was taking the fun out of it for me. Uh, and I just bought these big wireless buzzers from America. They, they, were, they were a lot of money, expensive... And, this, uh, and and started hosting myself around York where I lived. But the software for it was, uh, it just wasn't very good, but that was the best you could get. But my brother had started programming at that time, so he, it was a hobby for a few years. He just kept uh, building better software for these buzzers that I'd bought. And it kind of, it wasn't until people started getting apps on the phone um, sort of eight, seven or eight years ago, Probably a bit more than that now that we, uh, that, uh, until then it was just a hobby. And then we thought, well, hang on, all this, you know, time and effort we've put into this what, uh, just as a hobby could now actually turn into something mm. good because it's, you know, more accessible and, and, it, and it's proved to be good there's a gap in the market there definitely
0: amazing and you you were the right person with the right idea at the right time really so it was your annoyance because there is nothing we hate more on this podcast than people trying to cheat at pub quizzes just really annoys us so so from that this idea was born and so speed quizzing effectively that kind of stops people cheating doesn't it talk us through how it works
6: well, initially we used to we used to advertise impossible to cheat, but that kind of was just kind of <laughs> it was a bit like laying down the gauntlet. Really, yes, unsinkable know. Titanic. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so now, uh, because people are so quick on the phones, we we don't say it's impossible, but it cuts down the cheating a lot. You've got less, than... you know, um, with a pen and paper quiz. You've still got sort of you could have up to 20 minutes in a round to to start getting all the mm. answers under the table you you have got literally 10 seconds mm. yeah on speakers in to put you to, to cheat to find the answer and the thing is because there's a speed bonus for being fastest and it's so much fun no one even bothers trying to cheat i don't think anyway because because they want the glory of getting faster. There's no way you're going to get the speed bonus if you cheat, because someone's always going to beat you to it. So just people who are into cheating tend to just steer clear. I think. Mm.
0: Yes, good. Well, that's exactly the kind of pub quiz that we want to go to. Is one where people don't uh, don't cheat. And how do, so? Is your brother still in charge of the programming and the um, tech yeah, side?
6: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he's the. Um, well I nearly said he was the brains of the outfit uh, <laughs> modesty again
1: uh,
6: he's uh yeah he's still programming it's still very much a kind of a family business now you know our, our kids help out and we've got some friends and that involved but it's and it's it's going for good we've got a hun- we've got over a thousand quizzes a week gone now wow um, and about 800 of them in the in the uk mainly in pu- weekly pub quizzes then you get a few like corporate private events but mm. then it's going quite good in america as well now we've got about 200 in america a week oh, now, wow. just because there's nothing there's no format like it in america so we're actually having to write quiz questions uh, quiz content for for the america for the american market now which <laughs> i never saw myself so i never saw that one
0: coming. wow and is do you do the questions yourself are you uh, a quiz setter quite
6: hands-on i mean I, I used to love it um writing the questions mm. and. Uh, I if if I'd sit and do that all day if I had the time but we do have like a team of people helping out and now we have one American in the office and yeah and the the great another great thing about ours if um, while I'm not being modest is that <laughs> um when you buy a quiz so when you buy a quiz from us it's randomly generated from a database of we've got about 80,000 questions in there now what, we, what we've categorized and things so you won't go to the same quiz and get the same set of questions as someone else doing one of our quizzes oh. you might see the occasional same question so that's a that's a yeah. big deal as well that's what we spend a lot of time on really is the questions when we first died out the questions the the questions weren't great i'll be honest because we yep. were starting out mm. and finding our feet but i think uh, we get a lot of good feedback now and yeah. we get very few complaints about the questions now
0: that's good. i mean it is that is the difficulty isn't it is marrying up the cutting edge tech with the you know the traditional need of a really good quiz and a really good question base mm. but it sounds like you've cracked it
6: yeah, well, uh, I should
0: say so. That sounds amazing, and also I'd noticed as well from the the website that you people can come and train to be speed quiz hosts. What do you uh, what you know? I mean, obviously, don't give the knowledge away because people <laughs> um, can come and train. But what kind of things do you think make a good host?
6: Um, being able to read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, it, it's funny. It's funny though because we used to. I used to always say, so long as you, you know, you're confident with technology and you're good on a microphone, that's all you really mm. need. And then we realised that, 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 that there's, there was a lot of DJs coming forward and they literally couldn't read oh. off the screen like you, you know, yeah, um, the, the big words and things. So no, um, be, it, it's good if you're into technology. Although we have made it easier now for people to um get the heads around uh an interesting quizzes is always a bonus if you've got an interest in it but also having a little bit of a personality there's a big you see there's there's a lot of guys going out there doing it and they run around the room and they're being a bit game showy sort of mm. thing but then equally you can uh, someone who who's just used to reading out a pen and paper quiz off a pen and paper can host it as well you can you can bring us you can put your own sort of twist on it a little bit and you can, unlike other similar things you can put your own questions in as well so we we provide a, a question pack what we think is kind of across the board going to please most people. But then you might think, well, that question is not suitable for my pub. That's not quite uh, suitable. So you might use 50 of our 60 questions and put 10 of your own uh-huh. in.
0: So you could personalise it, localise yeah. it, all of that stuff, which is always nice, uh-huh. isn't it? Um, and so you're obviously, the plan is world domination, which is... Uh, well. I-
6: it wasn't until the Americans started getting into it, and we got a few, There's a few little dots. We have a map where they're all on. There's a few like in strange places, like Slovakia, and things are using it as well now. Nice, and even sort of non-English because they can put their own questions in. So yeah, it's not. Yeah, so yeah. Well, have, I'll settle for that world domination. Yeah, well, I, mean, I
0: suppose when you're on tour with the band, you can kind of slip in the quizzing as well. Is there any way do you think you could combine the two?
6: Um, of- not, not, not for want of trying, uh, but no, I have a. Uh, well, occasionally we'll we we'll do. People love it in the dressing room and that. And if we've got if we're playing with other bands, we'll always get a quiz going in the dressing room oh, and I try oh, and keep the two amazing. things. Oh, yeah! Everyone loves. More people like quizzes than what you think. Yeah. You know? And the good thing I always say to people, even if you don't like quizzes, it's a bit more. It's a bit more fun as ours I mean. Um, yeah, everyone likes it. One yeah. wants to start doing it. It's amazing how many people do oh, do at local like quizzes and then they sit down and then they, they get right into it because it's quite competitive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think the speed element helps as well because one thing that some of my friends who don't like pub quizzes, there is that thing of they're like, oh, you just sit around, yeah. you know, yeah. with your pen and paper for ages, whereas this sort of brings it brings it into the 21st century. And um, so I'd have to ask, Ellen, what's your speciality in, I mean, is music... Your specialist subject then, if I if I were to recruit you for my pub quiz team, what are you going to be strong on?
6: I would have said music, yeah, mm. definitely. And I'm quite a just because I've written, you know, I've, I've even though I haven't written all these eighty thousand questions, I have seen them over the, I have looked at them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I should be better But I mean, I, I I can write a quiz question in the afternoon and then go to the pub on the night and not know the answer <laughs> to it. so I don't have that <laughs> ah, ability yes. to retain the. Uh, all the information I need. To.
0: Sometimes they just don't come, do they, when you want them? But you don't answers.
1: have to remember all the answers when you develop the technology. <laughs> that is
0: it. You're the boss. No. You're, You're the boss. boss now. You don't so, have to remember uh,
1: these things. Um,
0: well, it's been brilliant talking to you and, um, you know, continue with both your incredibly successful careers. I'm, I'm very inspired
6: uh, by are you, you. Are you aware that I'm doing, I'm doing a comedy slot at Edinburgh this year? As yes, well.
0: absolutely. Now, I will definitely come along because I'm up. In fact, Jenny's up. Yep. Our producer Amanda is up. Up, so we'll all be along. Tell us when and where, please.
6: It is 225 every day apart from the twelfth of um August, August yeah. at the, the MASH house. Oh
0: lovely. I know the mash house very, very well. So I'll be delighted to come along there. So we'll look forward. We'll see you there, Alan. Excellent. Thank you thanks so, so much. much for talking to us. Alan Leach, thanks very Thank much. Thank you. <laughs> Well, there we go. That is another episode of Fingers on Buzzers. And thank you so much to our guests. Oh, for so quickly, though. Young Michael. Young Young Michael, as I shall be calling him.
1: He's on his way up the ranks of quiz. (laughs) He is.
0: And Adam Leach, who is also doing exciting new things
1: in the world of quizzing. Today's made me feel very excited for the future. Yes, but anyone can get into quiz in a very big way at any stage. Yeah, you can uh, come from music...
0: You can come from rap. You can come from anything.
1: <laughs> you, you differentiated
0: music Actually, and rap yeah, I there. Have, I? That, that was not a, a judgment. A ju- that was that was a diss. Really thing. That, that was a diss. That was just me being an old person. <laughs> I am excited about the future of quizzing and also excited to learn more about the past yeah. next week. So, uh, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you, guys. That was Fingers on Buzzers.
6: Bye. Bye. Fingers on
4: Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join
5: us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers.